Now, Christmas is expensive. I think Todd was making reference to that a moment ago. It's expensive, but it seems worth it. At least, that's the way we seem to act. It seems worth it. heard two ladies who uh, had gone uh, on Black Friday, you know, right after Thanksgiving, to Kmart. Apparently, there was something on sale there and wanted to get there early. So they arrived there at 4 a.m., according to the video, because this went kind of public. So there was video, and there were the store cops involved. So they got, once they got in the store, they both arrived at the place to get whatever the whiz-bang was that they were going to get, and there was only one left. And so a fight ensued. And when I say a fight, I mean a fist fight between two ladies. And it was, it was like, uh, I guess you'd say like SmackDown wrestling. And so much so that the cops that all came to stop it struggled to stop it. So at the end, uh, uh, I guess you could say they were looking to save uh, a cost for Christmas, to save some money. And, and so they did. Apparently, they ended up both getting something. But, but then you got to minus the fine. And, and then you got to minus the embarrassment of that going on the news. Was it worth it? I'm thinking that whiz bang wasn't worth it, whatever it was. That's, holiday retail sales for 2019 are forecast to be 4.5 to 5% higher. In America, they're expecting $1.1 trillion spent for Christmas. $1.1 trillion. Uh, that's, by, that's according to Deloitte. November the 19th, 2019, based upon the National Retail Federation, that's the NRF, uh, the annual consumer spending survey, say that Americans plan to spend an average of $1,047 and some odd cents this year. Now that's up from last year, $1,007. You say, I don't recall spending that much. Well, let me break it down for you because you may have. You see, you, the average amount of money the average American family spends on gifts is $658.55. That's the average for family, friends, people at work, and everybody. $658. Doesn't sound quite as bad now, does it? But the non-gift holiday purchases like food, right? Greeting cards, decorations is another $227.26. But that's, you're not finished spending yet, right? Right. There are other non-gift purchases for the family, and that totals about $162.02. So you've spent more than you probably think you have on Christmas. Some of that's decorations and like. November the 15th, 2018, uh, the PNC Christmas, this is Pennsylvania, Christmas price index predicts uh, the classic song, the 12 days of Christmas. They actually give a price tag on what that would cost to give somebody the 12 days of Christmas. And in 2018, which was the 35th time that it was done, they calculated it would cost $39,094.93 to provide the 12 days of Christmas for someone. This year, it's expected to go over 40000 in and that's what's looming. Is it worth it? 
uh, it's not always what it cost, but was it worth it to you, right? The cost often is far less than the value we get from a thing. How do you put a price on the value of their reaction? I mean, how many times did you, was it the way your child looked when they got it, right? Wasn't that really what you were going for? It's about a 30 second zip and then it's gone. And you spend all that money and you go, and that's it. uh, But wasn't it a great, it's like, I don't know, it's almost like a drug or something. But it it was all for their reaction. In December uh, in Peru, it's hot. It's almost like Florida except worse, okay? So it's hot. For 300 uh, Wycliffe Bible translators uh, who make that trip to Peru every year, and have Christmas down there. And if you've done that, if you've gone to a place like that, you don't have Christmas trees as we know it. You put lights up in palm trees, kind of like Florida. And the kids think that's the way it's supposed to be. Uh, a guy named Bernie May, who was a part of the Whitcliffe group that makes that trip every year, is a pilot. And so his job is to often fly in to these distant Indian villages where there's almost no runway of any sort and give out medical supplies. Well, that was his job this particular week. And so he took medical supplies to an Indian tribe in the jungle. And he was scheduled to be back on December the 23rd. It was a five-hour flight in a small plane where he ended up landing basically next to a river, next way in the middle of the, the jungle. But he could not return the next day because... After he filled up and all got ready, fog and rain prevented him from flying back. And it kept raining and being foggy all the way through Christmas Eve. And so he was frustrated because he had a family. Even though he was in Peru, he had a family. He was going to spend his time with his family there. And now it looked like he was not even going to be able to be with his family. And he was going to be stuck in the jungle and not with his family He began to feel homesick, frustrated. You can imagine. Can't be with your family after you're doing these good deeds for others. But then he began to think. This is what Christmas was for Jesus and Mary. You see, they were not home. They were not with their families gathered around, but were far away from home, and it was costly. Now the rain finally did end up stopping and the fog lifted and Bernie was home by Christmas night. But he said he learned a lesson about the cost involved in Christmas. That there's another cost beyond what you pay for presents. And there was one in this. Can anyone put a value though on those special moments? Can you put a value on it? Why do we spend so much? It's not the gift It's the moment that we're going for. But I want to talk about the four costs to Mary. And I want you to see it from your perspective. Now, here's the thing, gentlemen. Most of us are not going to get these things the way the ladies are going to get them. Okay? I want you to try to put yourself in the shoes of your wife or in the lady's shoes. Ladies are going to get these things. The men may not. Let's work our way through them. 
Number one, it's the cost of Mary of no marriage. You say, what do you mean no marriage? You'll see in just a moment. If you'll start in verse 18, it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as followed after his mother Mary was betrothed. Remember that word. To Joseph. Before, before they came together, she was found with child, Holy, Holy Spirit. Now drop down. I'm not going to read all that again for you. That was done great a minute ago. Verse 25. And did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Let me explain. In a Jewish wedding at this time, there were two ceremonies. You were, you go through two. There's a betrothal. That often happened when they were relatively young. And there was often a great space between that time when the actual wedding ceremony happened. The actual final part of this. Now they were counted as married as soon as they were betrothed. In fact, you couldn't get out of a betrothal without a divorce. Okay? Even though they were not cohabiting, even though they're not been the party, there was no wedding, if you will, walking down the aisle yet. There was just disagreement. <clears throat> and money had changed hands. And that's what she had been through. And we know that's all they had because of several things. Uh, we know how much these weddings cost. These wedding events and the betrothal and everything. You recall a guy that spent seven years to pay for his mate? Yeah, seven years. So it wasn't cheap. That's Genesis 29 verse 18, by the way. Mary appears to have never got it. If you go back now to Luke chapter 2 and look at verse 5, we'll read it again in a moment if you don't want to go there. It still declares her as betrothed. It does not say as having been married. What I mean by that, they were married, but they had never had the wedding feast. If they had one, it must have been so small and so quick that it went unnoticed even in the text. Because it still only proclaimed that they were betrothed. The wedding we know... <clears throat> If anybody wants to get me some water, because this is, I would appreciate Jeff. <laughs> Something's happening. So the wedding thing would last as much as a week long. And you remember Jesus went to a wedding? Oh. You look different, Jeff. <laughs> I think it looks pretty good on you, right? Thank you, Jeff. Oh, that's wonderful stuff. Somebody says, I've seen a windmill drive water. I've never seen a water drive a windmill. All right. So it it would last about a week. And you recall that they ran, ran thank you, they ran out of uh, wine at it. So it was an expensive thing. What do weddings cost today? Are they cheap? You know what an average wedding in America costs? 27000 That's bottom. Ranges up to an average of 44000 So fathers, buckle up. Yeah, buckle up. So for Mary, it appears that the, something wasn't that grand for her. And you'll see more as we go along. So if there was a wedding thing, 
It was very small. But here's the, here's the critical key. The point of the wedding was at the end of the feast, the wedding was consummated. That didn't happen. So even if they had a ceremony, there was no wedding. Do you understand what I'm saying? That didn't happen. Second little thing I want you to see is there was the cost of no midwife being present. Now, where do I get that? Well, go to Luke chapter 2. And since I'm not hardly able to talk, we're going to skip to a verse. All right. If you read verses 1 beginning, and it came to pass... In those days that the decree went out from Caesar Augustus. Drop down to now verse 5. To be registered with Mary, his, notice the term, betrothed wife. You see, I wasn't making that up, was I? Who was with child. Verse 6. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. Verse 7. This is critical, ladies. Listen to this. And she... Brought forth her firstborn son. And in the way English reads, she's the one that does the next thing. And wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Was there no money for a midwife? She did all this work. Now, I don't know about you ladies, but I wouldn't want to be alone. With just my husband. He don't know what in the world to do. Joseph is virtually useless. Probably running around boiling a donkey or something. There's no money apparently for a midwife. How long had there been midwives? We know they existed in Egypt. Exodus chapter 1. But they existed before that. Genesis thirty-five seventeen, Genesis thirty-eight twenty-eight. Why is that? Because it's always been essential to have help, to have a baby. Having a baby is not easy, gentlemen. This is work. And it's not a little bit of work. This is serious stuff. This is life-threatening, serious stuff. And she, now listen, to have a baby today, on average, at a hospital, costs around 3500 bucks. Okay, so that's basically to have a doctor stand around and go, okay, it's time, you know, right? But you're glad to have him, right? You know, you've got some help. Well, she didn't have that. More than that, she had a cousin godmother kind of thing with Elizabeth going, but she had had a baby six months before this and she was old. She could travel with a six month old baby to even come help. So she didn't have a relative there. And that's, and I'll, I'll get back to that in a moment. So she had no midwife. Ladies, imagine, by yourself with only your husband there. Don't tell me that's not a cost. The third cost. So she didn't have a fancy wedding. And now she doesn't have a midwife present. This is the cost of the real Christmas. There was no motel. Now, don't you go on a trip and then find out the last minute you can't even stay in a hotel. You got to sleep in a barn. See how that goes. Verse 7. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger. That's a feed trough. 
because there was no room for them in the inn. No money at all, or else not much money for this little couple. Why not say that? Folks, listen to me. I don't care if there's no room in the inn. You got a baby on the way and you got money, you will get a room. Are you listening? If you got money, you'll get a room. Money makes room. And if you don't know that, it's because you ain't got none. But if you've got money, you know this. Money makes room. And it doesn't matter. He would have paid for somebody to give up their room. And they would have done it. It didn't happen. So they didn't have any money. There's no money for this. Where's Mary's mom? I, you know, might do without a midwife. But where's my mom? Right? You ladies, you want to have a baby without your mom there? Right? Is that smart if you can keep from it? Where's your mom? Well, now, this is tradition. This is not Bible. The name of the mother and father were Joachim and Anna. Now, they supposedly bore Mary in Jerusalem. But they were aged when they had her, according to the story. If that's even close to being true... They're likely either dead or near dead. Even though they're only five miles away, they don't make the trip. If they, so they apparently are not alive, more than likely. They're gone. So you don't have anything. You don't have a motel. You got no money. Last point you look at here now. This is the cost of the real birth. And that is you don't even have enough money to buy a little bit of lamb. A little mutton. Look at, look at the text, Luke chapter 2, verses 22 through 24. Now, when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were completed, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. Verse 24 is the key verse. And to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Wait a second. That wasn't the first thing that was commanded. This is the second thing that's commanded. Before, now remember this. I know a lot of people think that the wise men visited the same night the baby's born. That's not true. Nobody who studied this believes that. Nobody. Even the Catholics who stretch these things out of proportion has that happening in January. All right? And that's too soon. It's probably a year apart because when the baby, when they do this, the baby is actually in a house, the text says. Matthew, I'm just saying. So that's not really what happens at all. Here's what I want you to see. This is before they got the gold and the frankincense and the myrrh. This is before that. They got nothing. This is a poor couple who what could they afford When it came time to offer the sacrifice. Leviticus 12 and verse 8 says. If she's not able to bring a lamb. Then she brings a pair of tuttle doves. Now you got to remember. Whatever they bring. A lot of you don't realize this. Whatever they bring. They ate some of it. Sacrifices were not just dropped there. The only thing with that was a total burnt offering. But the rest of them. They got food back. They ate that food. It wasn't totally given. None of it was like that. 
So they, the priest got part of it. They got part of it. Part of it's offered as a sacrifice. That's the way that worked. So now I want you to think about a young couple who can't afford a little lamb. Now a little lamb on our scale, if you had to go buy one, roughly around 100 to 300 bucks, depending on which one you got, right? But the ones that would be perfect for sacrifice, the upward scale, closer to $300. Now that's a meal and they're only going to get about half of it. But imagine a couple that can't afford a $300 meal. Well, there's a few couples like that, aren't there? Especially brand new. A $300 meal? Could you afford it when you were first married? We lived in a rat-infested, roach-infested, squirrel-infested, bird-infested apartment. I don't know about you. That's And so, no, a lot of young couples ain't got that. But they didn't have it. They couldn't afford a meal like that. They couldn't afford a sacrifice like that. They couldn't do it. Now, that's the real cost. Now, look at that. Look at it just a moment. That was the cost of Mary's Christmas. You're talking about presents. Look at that. No fancy wedding. No midwife. No mama. No motel. No money. That's your Christmas. So when you complain about Christmas, you remember some of this, okay? Just take a moment and remember some of this. She could have been bitter about it, couldn't she? You ever seen anybody didn't get what they want? A little bitter about it? Oh, mama, I gave it. You know, you ever, that ever happened? I wanted the blue one. You got the green one or whatever. But she wasn't like that. She wasn't like Naomi. I went out blessed. Now I'm bitter. She wasn't Naomi. Luke 2 verse 19 says, Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And Luke 2 51 says, his mother kept all these things in her heart. What did that make her heart want to do? That made her heart walk up to the foot of the cross where blood was dripping off her own son. That made her still there after her son arose from the dead. And she was there when the church began. Don't get bitter about life if it doesn't give you everything you want. Be like Mary. She could have been bitter about it. She didn't go there. The cost of Mary was far less than the value she got from her Christmas. Or at least that's the way she must have looked at it because she kept it in her heart. You know, the cost often is far less than we va- the value we get from giving the gift. So you're, you're thinking the gift, well, it cost 50 or it cost $100 what you got. But that's not what it is. It's that little moment you're paying for. Because you know in about 30 minutes it's going to be broke anyway. Are there many who live their life though like the Grinch? Just complaining about everything. Bitter about everything not being the way they wanted it. You know about those people? I remember the Grinch. I think he says something here. This is actually Dr. Seuss. And the Grinch, with his Grinch feet, ice cold in the snow, stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? It came without ribbons. It came without tags. 
It came without packages, boxes, or bags. And he puzzled and puzzled till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. What if Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store? What if Christmas perhaps means a little bit more? The cost often is far less than the value we get from giving the gift. I don't know if you remember it, but there was a, a song written by Kim Gannon, Walter Kent, Buck Ram. All of those people are dead. You wouldn't know. Back in 1943, during World War II, our men were over there. Bing Crosby sang it. It was written from the perspective of a soldier overseas during the war and wanting to come home to be with his family for Christmas. This is not about lovers. This is about wanting to just be home with mom and dad. I'll be home for Christmas. You can plan on me. Please have snow and mistletoe and presents on the tree. Christmas Eve will find me where the love light gleams. I'll be home for Christmas. If only in my dreams. I'll be home for Christmas. You can plan on me. Please have snow and mistletoe and presents under the tree. Christmas Eve will find me where the love light gleams. I'll be home for Christmas. If only in my dreams. Men gave their lives. In that Christmas, they dreamed of going home. And many didn't go home. They just dreamed of it. It was only in their dreams. And yet, I tell you that those men, the cost to them was far less than the value of giving the gift that they gave to you and me. Don't take what you're given lightly. There was a price paid. You see, that was true for Jesus. He thought you were worth it. The price was the cross. How horrible was that? And you, you were worth it to him. You see, the cost of following him should be seen as far less costly than the gift of giving ourselves to him. So if you're here today and you think it's too costly to walk down the aisle, don't! We don't want you to. If you think the cost of confessing Christ as your Lord and Savior is too much, don't! Please don't do it. Don't fake it. Don't do it. If it's too costly to repent, don't! If it's too costly to be baptized and get your hair wet, don't do it! Don't do it! It's too costly to go to church regularly, don't do it! Stay home! Stay home! Quit coming! It's too costly. Oh, it's too much to listen to a sermon. Don't do it anymore. Stay home. Unless you realize. Unless you realize. That's nothing. I'll gladly pay it. And I won't be bitter about it. I'll be thrilled to have given it at the end. Which one are you? Mary is glad to do it. Why don't you join her? If you need to come, come while we stand and while we sing.